Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. You know what, I wanna start by telling you a story, a personal story of an experience I had over holidays. Is that okay? Sorry, there's like hair on mine, and it's, and it's my hair on the microphone. That's totally fine. I'm going to tell you a personal story. Can you handle some transparency from your pastor today? Is that okay? I could be very transparent because I hope this will bring context to the previous year, but also maybe a lens to look at the coming year, 2021. But here, there is a spoiler alert, Okay. The story is going to sound like a downer to start with, okay? But you got to stick with me. I promise it gets better, okay? So if you're watching online, do not tune out. Don't go to the bathroom. Stay with us. So fun. How many of you have ever been in an experience where you are constantly reminded about something that makes you sad? Anybody been in an experience like that? You know, maybe it's, you know... a somebody you went to school with, they moved away, or your favorite manager at work got transferred, or your favorite co-worker got transferred, or someone you love isn't in your life anymore. Maybe you lost a special pet. I'm going to tell my son's story this morning. I don't know, five or six years old, buddy, what do you think? Somewhere around there. We did what most parents do. You practice having, I call them disposable pets, so that the pets that actually are tragic when you lose them, it kind of helps train your kids. We got him a fish, which was so great. It was really cool. We got a little fish tank for his room. And, you know, it was exciting for a couple weeks, maybe a month. I don't know, because they're quite, you know, their lifespan is long. And, and then the fish died, which is so sad. And, you know, we were like really horrible parents and we didn't realize that it was important to clean up the reminders of the pet when it's not there anymore. And I think, to be honest, we were debating whether we get another replacement fish or whatever. And, but the fish tank was still in Kaylin's room. And one day I walked by his room and he was sitting on his bed and he was just like, <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, like what's wrong? And he's in his, you know, he's very traumatic five-year-old. Look at my fish tank. And I'm like, sorry, I, I can't understand you. What did you say? Look at my fish tank. <laughs> and then I, then I clued. I'm like, oh, there's no fish in there. That's a bad reminder. And I'm like, oh, buddy. I said, do you miss your fish? And he goes, yes. And he just, it's like, it's terrible to be reminded about things that make you sad. Isn't this true? You know what the reminder for me is? Our service intro video. <laughs> Now, this is just a disclaimer. They're already working on a new video that will be our new service intro video in the coming weeks. So this isn't, when you see the new video, it's not because the team felt bad and felt sorry for me. They wanted to replace the video. It's still a good video, but there is so much on there that makes me sad. Some of Jordan's voice, if you don't know Jordan, Jordan was a very important team member, very much a part of our church. He's with Jesus now, which... We're excited about that. We're sad because we miss Jordan. But you watch that and you see all the big fun events. 
Where everybody is, there's just like, you're hugging, and you're laughing, and it looks like fun, and it's like, there's like, Y-E-G location, and there's C-L-Y moshing. See, I told you this was going to sound like a downer, but stay with me. <laughs> you know, we were laughing the other day, it's just like all the things, like, I miss moshing. I didn't say that, somebody else said that. I think it was a, one, of our, one of my daughters, I miss moshing, and you know, but you watch that, and you see all of the things where people are standing close together, and they're talking, and they're laughing, and they're singing without masks. Isn't that wonderful? And then there's faces of people that we haven't seen you for almost a whole year, not to make you feel bad or anything online, but that's okay. And so God and I were having a very intense conversation, walking, I went for a walk one morning, and we were having a very intense conversation, like you do when you're walking outside by yourself, and I was very upset, and I was very mad, and I was yelling very loudly in my head because I was walking on the streets. And if I would have been vocal, they probably would have called the cops because they would have thought the crazy lady is out on the street. And in the middle of my yelling, God graciously and just gently said, yes, those were wonderful experiences, weren't they? Good fruit. They came from lots of work. But do you know about, what do you know about fruit? Fruit carries seed that makes future fruit possible. Fruit isn't meant to stay fruit. It's not supposed to be this perpetual, woo! Celebrate the fruit that was, but don't get stuck there because there is more. There is more. Start seeing the past as seed. And some of you, this is going to hit home in so many different levels. This isn't just about what you see about church or what you see. You got to start seeing the past as seed. You got to start looking at the past as seed. Start thinking about it as seed. It is so, you're going to start calling it seed. Yes, that experience was great, but you know what? It's just seed because God has so much more. It is so easy to get stuck looking back or stuck in the moment where we are just hanging in there, just surviving, just waiting. But you know what? When you start seeing things as seed, it changes everything. Because when something is seed, you got to water it. And you know how we water things like seed? We water it with our prayers. We water it with our words. We pray prayers like, God, thank you that what you did, it was great. But it is seed. It is so small compared to what you're getting ready, what you are already doing. See, the thing about seed is it's growing and it's doing something even when we don't see it. There's seed. Seed requires preparing. If you've ever done any garden, you don't just throw your seed out there. You got to do stuff. There's preparing. You got to prepare. And you know what? For us, when it comes to seed from our past seed, whatever that represents, it might be an experience for you. It might be a past job. It might be a past career that was really awesome, and you're like, I'm not in that career anymore. Call it seed. Call it seed. See, there's two ways. There's, the past is only two things. It's either seed or it's fertilizer for seed. 
So if it wasn't great, just start calling it fertilizer. After my little rant with God, he very graciously dropped this other little nugget into my perspective. John 4:35. Do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Do you not yet say there are four months and then comes the harvest? There are four more months and then things will get better. There are four more months and this will be over. There are four more months till the vaccine. There are four more months till I can get on with life. Do you not say that there are four more months? But Jesus, he says, look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white now for harvest. I want you to say that with me. Say, lift up your eyes and see. Now look at someone beside you and say it loud enough so they can hear you through your mask. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. We are on this new series that is starting and we are going to continue for the next several weeks. It's called Lift. Living beyond street level faith. Lift. Lift. Everyone say lift. 2020 was definitely a heavy lifting year. Hello. True? Heavy lifting in so many ways, but this year it's time for a different kind of lifting. We need to start lifting our expectation. We need to start lifting how we interpret things. We need to start lifting our perspective and our attitude and our vision. We need to start lifting our voice. We need to start lifting our praise. Man, there is something about wearing that flipping mask that makes you just want to stop talking. But you know what? You need to keep speaking. You need to lift your voice for the things that matter. You need to lift your voice in praise for what God is getting ready to do. We don't praise just because something good already happened. We praise because what something is going to happen that God has already... You know what? It is so easy in the tough seasons that are marked by can'ts, shouldn'ts, better nots, don'ts, restrictions, whatever it is... It is so easy to allow our expectation, our focus, our vision to just get caught up with what we see in front of us, to get stuck on street level living. And we forget our lives are part of a bigger story guided by a greater than God. Paul described it like this in Ephesians 2. Do you know where you live? Paul didn't say that I'm asking you. Do you know where you live? Do you know what your address is? This is what your address is, Ephesians 2, 6. He raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in King Jesus. He raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in King Jesus. That is all past tense in that statement. He raised past tense. He made past tense. This isn't in the future someday when you go to heaven, you will be seated with Christ. That is so not what he is saying. He is saying because of the cross, because of Christ's resurrection, because of his triumph over everything that limits us, right now you and I are seated in the heavenly places right next to Jesus and we see from a very different perspective. We live from a perspective 
That's different than this world. This verse doesn't mean we live disengaged from this world. It just means we live from a different perspective. We live from a lifted perspective. We live from a lifted expectation. This allows us to see things from God's perspective. And you know what? From God's perspective, everything and anything is possible. Anything and everything is possible. Lift up your eyes and see. Man, when there's restrictions, it is so easy to slip into holding pattern thinking. When this is over, then I will. When this is over, then I'll resume my friendships. When this is over, then I'll start thinking about school. When this is over, I'll start making some new friends. I'll start doing some of those plans I had. I'll start doing this. When this is over, it is so easy to get stuck in holding pattern thinking. But this is exactly what Jesus was addressing. Lift up your eyes and see. We need to resist that kind of thinking because if we aren't careful, if we aren't intentional, the press of what is is going to squeeze us into just maintaining. It's going to distract us from being people of possibility. And you know why we need to be people of possibility? Not just so our lives can be great. We need to be people of possibility because the world out there sure doesn't have the answers. Come on, we think a vaccine is gonna fix the problems? It is not. You get that vaccine and you're just, you, you got a whole other crop of problems that are coming out when you've been locked inside and you've been disengaged from relational connection for months and a year. We are people of possibility, and our world needs us to be that. The church through history has been the one to bring the solutions. Almost every single scientific field was a discovery made by a Jesus follower. Every single one. They don't tell you that in science class. You have a school that is basically free public education because of the church. You have hospitals today because of the church. You have orphanages and organizations that take in abandoned and orphaned children because of the church. Everything that you love and appreciate most but probably don't think about it was probably a Jesus follower who came up with the idea. We need to be people of possibility because our world needs the possible. Lift up your eyes and see possibility. What do you see in the coming year? What do you see? Church Online, what do you see? I want you to write it in the comments. What do you see in this coming year? And if what you see isn't great, then what will you choose to see in this coming year? What possibility will you align yourself to? You know, Jesus, once he taught his disciples, he was with a crowd of them and he was preaching to the masses and he made this statement. He said, steep yourselves in God reality, which means there is another reality that we live by. But the reality of the world around us is not the only reality that we live by. There is a different reality. There is a God reality where anything and everything is possible. God's reality is a reality of possibility. I want to give you three things that align us to God's possibilities. Are you ready? Number one, 
humility. <laughs> John 4.35, let's read that verse again in a different translation. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. Now, the context of this verse is the disciples had just come back from a village on a food run. And Jesus had just finished a conversation with a woman at the well who was a Samaritan. Number one, Jesus shouldn't have been talking to a woman by himself. And number two, she was a Samaritan. Jews and Samaritans did not associate. But Jesus, he preached good news to her. And her eyes were open to see who he was. And she was so excited, she left her water pot and she ran back to the Samaritan village to tell everybody what had happened, that she had met the Messiah. And of all the people, this was the first woman that... This was the first person Jesus revealed who he really was, too. And the disciples, they probably cross paths. They're come, they see this woman running. They're just like, whoa. And they're coming. It's like, Jesus, are you hungry? Like, hey, what's going on? And Jesus, he said, you say. Everyone say that. You say. You say. Now, I want you to make it personal. Say, I say. There we go. You say, four months to wait before we gather the grain. But I tell you. Open your eyes, look at the fields that are ready for harvesting now. You say, but I'm telling you, look again. You say, but I'm telling you, you're wrong. You say, but I say. You say, but I say. If we're going to see the possibilities in this coming year, we need to be willing not to hold so tightly to what we think, what we know, what we think we know, what we think we see. We need to be willing to let go of those things. We need to be open to a new thing God is working. You say. Man, you know, everything, if you read the first three chapters and even the most of John 4 leading up to this experience right here, all of these things, the disciples thought they had it all figured out. I mean, Jesus was pretty amazing. They'd been following him for a bit, not very long. Things were just getting started, but already he was starting to draw crowds. They were kind of like, woo, this is awesome. We were nobodies. We were fishermen, the people that everybody didn't want anything to do with. And now we got the crowds coming because we're hanging out with Jesus. He turned water into wine. Yes, it was wine, not grape juice. It was wine. He, Jesus has even taken on the bad guys. He was flipping tables in the temple on the money changers who were cheating people. He was doing signs and wonders. They were so, they thought they had Jesus pretty well figured out, which they were probably freaked out when they saw all these Samaritans coming their way. Because this is what happened. Little lady at the well goes back, tells everybody what happened with Jesus. Come see a man who told me everything I did. Could this be the Messiah? And they left the town and made their way to him. Jesus and his buddies are hanging out at the well. Jesus is like, look. You think it's four months till things are going to start kicking into gear? Look, the harvest is ripe. Right now, the disciples are like, what, what, wait, what, 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 Samaritans, what, no way. That is not what we thought. You say, but I say, is what, this is a question we need to ask ourselves, is what I'm saying lining up with what God is seeing? Is what I'm saying lining up? 
with what God has seen. You say that there's still four months, but I tell you to look. You may say, but I tell you to look. Am I speaking a language that speaks possibility? Or is it language infused with fear, resignation, negativity, and despair? Maybe I need to do more looking and less talking. Here's another factor, number two, that aligns us to God's possibilities. Humility is the first one, but the second one is what we're listening to. What are we listening to? Because, see, what we listen to affects how and what we see. This is where things get kind of fun because in the original language, some of it was kind of lost in translation. There's a bit that we miss. But that word where he says, listen to what I'm telling you, is actually not just listen with your ears. It's the word that means see, behold. In other words, it's the equivalent of listen up. How many of you in school or you were in a, you, maybe you were in sports and your coach, you're in the locker room. Listen up, guys. Or the teacher, listen up, what do you do? If you're on your phone or you're doodling, you do what smart people do. You stop what you're doing and you look up. True? Don't you do that? You stop. So listen up isn't just, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. No, listen up is give me your eyeballs. Because I need you to not just hear, I need you to see. I need you to get a different picture. I need you to see what's possible. Because the implication is, if you don't listen up, you're going to miss something really amazing. You're going to miss something important that you need to. There is a listening up that the Holy Spirit is speaking to his church now at the beginning of this year. Listen up. Listen up. Matthew, I want to read you. Listen up. Matthew 19, 26, with God all things are possible. Mark 10, 27, human beings, with, with human beings it is impossible but not for God. God makes everything possible. Luke 18, 27, remember what is humanly impossible is possible with God. What possible are you believing for in this coming year? And I want to stir you. I want to poke you. I want to encourage you. I pray the Holy Spirit stokes something in you that you make a courageous move to not stay confined to holding pattern, but to start seeing what is possible. What is it could God do not just for you, but what does he want to do through you? What does he want to do through you? The third factor that aligns us is waiting on purpose. Waiting on purpose. There's different ways that we can wait. Are we just waiting for things to be over? Are we just waiting for things to be normal? Are we just waiting to go back to work, to go back to school? Are we waiting for a vaccine? What are we waiting for? Are we waiting to pursue that career? Or are we waiting on God? Oh, it's, things change so radically when we wait on God. And Chris, you know what? You can come up. I'm probably going to wrap up early, so you can come up and start grinding down. Whatever. I don't know what we're going to do. 
Are we waiting on God? We can wait in so many different things. Maybe you were waiting on things. Maybe you were waiting on, you know, that call back for a job, or you're waiting on this, you're waiting on that. We can wait on so many things. But, man, when we wait on God, there's something different that happens. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Oh, I love those. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. See, when we're, oh man, when we are not just waiting, when we're waiting on God and we're not just waiting for things to be over to go on, man, this is where we start to see what's possible. That's when God begins to open our eyes. You know why? They will mount up with wings as eagles. God starts to elevate our thoughts thinking when you wait on the Lord when you wait on God you start to see things from heaven's perspective the place where you actually are that position where you are over and above all of the can't shouldn'ts don'ts restrictions this isn't calling for lawlessness don't read into that this is just saying we live in our spirits from a different perspective and we see what's possible and we speak to what could be and we begin to see differently. We begin to look for possibilities. We begin to see possibilities where there don't seem to be any. They will mount up with wings as eagles. We will see from a new perspective what God is already doing. God is already doing something. He is not waiting by any means. We can decide whether we're going to be with him and experience the fun Oh, we're going to be waiting and miss it. See, here's the thing about possibility. Possibility kind of carries the idea of maybe, right? Isn't it true? It's a possibility. Maybe it will happen. It's possible. Maybe. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Your kids are like, hey, can we go out for McDonald's? Well, it's possible. Not from this house. It's not, you know. Can we go on a vacation in the summer? Well, all things are possible. <laughs> Probably not. There's a maybe attached to it. But here's where we miss it. Because there is no maybe on God's end. God's already done it all. God's already made possible everything beyond our wildest dreams, requests, and imagination. Everything Jesus did at the cross, did it forever. Everything. God has already made a new beginning possible. God has already made your freedom possible. God has already made hope out of despair possible. God's already made joy out of depression and out of heaviness possible. God's already made provision for ideas and God's already made provision financially out of what he's already possible. The maybe isn't on God's end. The maybe is on our end, whether we'll receive it. Will we get into position where we can actually see and be a part of what God is already doing or will we be looking back yesterday and miss it? Church, I want to call you. Church online, I want to call you to take Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday 
join in so many hundreds across our province and even across our nation that are taking three days to fast and pray and wait on God. Now that doesn't mean you have to take off work for three days. <laughs> you can still fast and pray while you're working. Three days doesn't mean that's all you're doing 24 seven fasting and praying. That's not what it means. It means that you set your intention for three days. You know what fasting is? Fasting is simply removing whatever could get in the way of us seeing what God is already doing. And prayer is us giving voice to the possible. It's giving voice to what could be. I wanna invite you, can we start 21, 20, why don't you go ahead and stand? I wanna invite us to start 2021 in a different mode of waiting. Not waiting for things to be over, not waiting for something to change, but waiting, lifting our eyes, lifting our expectation, lifting our confession. God, this is what I see. Waiting on God, asking him, say, God, I honestly don't, my, my, the coming year, it sucks. I don't see anything good in it. Be honest with God. He will not be upset with you. Because see, sometimes that first place of honesty is, God, I can't see, but God, I want to see. God, help me. Help me to see what you see. Help me to see from the perspective. I wonder if you want to close your eyes. And if you're struggling right now to look forward in church online, I want to invite you to do the same. I want you to close your eyes. And, you know, if you've got noisy little ones around you, just tell them to be quiet or hold them for a few minutes. Because I really believe there's, there's a deposit of faith that God wants to release, not only church to you here in the room, but church online. God wants a deposit of faith in you that you need, that we need for this coming year, eyes to see. And I want to invite you, can we pray with me? Just pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that I am seated with you in the heavenly places. God, I thank you for the possibility that you have put in, that you see in this year. Would you open my eyes? Oh, lift my expectation. Lift my perspective to see what you see, to see the possible that you've already placed in this coming year. Thank you. Thank you. Father, right now I just speak a release. God, a deposit of faith to be imparted by the Holy Spirit right now. Every person that's struggling, every heart that's been weighted down with just the burden of what is. And God, that there would be a breaking of that burden now. And that there would just be a lifting of eyes, a lifting of faith, a lifting of expectation, a lifting, oh God, of, of a perspective to see what you're doing and to see the possibility in this year. Come on, I just need you to begin to just say, God, give me, give me the eyes to see. God, I want to see what's possible. I want to see what's possible. Some of you need to pray this over your marriage. I want to see what's possible in my marriage. I want to see what's possible in my business. I want to see what's possible with my friends. I want to see what's possible in my future. God, I want to see what's possible in my body's health and wholeness. I want to see what's possible with our kids. God, we thank you. We thank you that you are the faithful God. There is no question of maybe with you. You've done it all and we thank you. 
We thank you. We are so thankful. Come on, church. Can we just give, give him thanks? Can we give him praise? Even before a single thing changes, before a th single thing is different, before anything uh, we can see. God, we thank you. And one more prayer. We're going to pray. Everybody, eyes closed. Church online, pray. Stay with us. I want to invite you to pray too because you know what? If you aren't in a place of following Jesus, you're going to miss the best. You're going to miss the best of life that God has for you. You are going to miss out on so much. And Jesus is right now inviting you to follow him into the possibility that your life holds. And can we pray this prayer? It's a prayer saying yes. I want to be a follower of Jesus. Yes to God's salvation. Yes to a new start. Just pray this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you. You've done it all to bring my life to a new place. I say yes to the gift of salvation and a new start today with you. Amen. Amen. Come on. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc slash next step or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor to play a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to connecting with you soon.